and sit down. content talk that's the only show that cuts through the glam the glitz and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find um tonight i will uh bring you uh some an excerpt from work by noam chomsky uh that's written for the nation um it's called uh, the u.s war on terror is playing right into isis's hands um it is a critical view on the war on terror in general um Please be advised that the war on terror did not start with George W. Bush. In fact, uh, started with um, Ronald Reagan when um, he escalated tensions in the Middle East. Um, the blowback of which, of course, led to the conflict that we just saw, which thankfully now we're seeing a ceasefire. As terrorist organizations like um, Al-Qaeda and ISIS and the like advance um a key thing tends to occur uh when when you specifically wage wars on these types of organizations as the united states is quite foolishly chosen to do what you'll see happen is kind of a pattern they'll they'll keep popping up all over the place and maybe their attacks that were uh, centralized in one particular area will spread to other countries and you know it it basically through various media sources, internet, what have you, and even just the news, um, becomes popular. And, and we've even seen, you know, Australian and Americans getting sucked in by places like ISIS or Al-Qaeda. Um, it's just another cult. And so anyone could be sucked into it if, uh, you know, spoken to at the proper time. As I've stated before, you know, these people... Who end up in these cults are going through trauma and you know obviously when you get into things like jihad that's kind of a suicide cult and um so they're able to you know basically brainwash people into joining these extremist groups just as uh q brainwash people and all this crap into storming the capital and trump and all that so it's very similar um but because there was you know this little tension in the, in the Middle East and you know I I was on um, Twitter and um, there was a question that was uh, posed to me that it asked uh, why do you think uh, or do you think that it is um, safer to uh, criticize um, uh, other religions than it is to criticize Islam and um, automatically I, I just you know I had said that I thought that they were the same. I, I don't see any real difference between criticizing a person who is a Muslim and a, and a person who is a Christian. I think they both uh, display the same, uh, you know, reactions, which generally is just indignance. You just like, you know, like, how dare you not believe my religion? But it can also be violent. And, you know, um, the KKK was a, was a very Christian uh, kind of organization and uh, the Nazis dabbled in Christianity they weren't Christians themselves but they certainly used it to to their um, you know liking and anyone can and anyone can do that with Islam and so obviously I gave what I thought was a very unbiased answer and what I still think is a very unbiased answer because as I've said 
I've never received any death threats from any Muslim person I've known. Um, all the Muslim people I've known have been just fine. Uh, they've been pretty nice people. Maybe not all of them were the best, but they certainly didn't um, try to kill me or any any such thing. And um, so I just, you know, I commented on the question. I was like, I don't see the real difference between any religion. I mean, all religions can be violent and you know, all religions cannot be violent. And <laughs> that's that's a very true statement. Um, I've, I've explained it in depth on the show, but apparently, you know, and obviously this, this person, this is one of these high-minded, uh, peaceful people. And, 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 you know, that I was talking to, and, and this person got very upset with me. This supposedly, uh, this person who's always talking about peace and love and everyone needs to love each other and we need to be more peaceful and yada yada blah 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 but not for, not with the muslims though because he was very upset at my radical notion that muslims may not want to you know all muslims may not want to attack people um this was a radical notion for this white person um uh, and so uh they proceeded to to shout at me and use exclamation points and talk about how i was uh, speaking nonsense and um, you know, um, that it's, it's clearly better to live in Christian nations than it is to, um, uh, live in, um, Muslim nations. And first of all, the question was not worded that way. The question did not say, do you think it's safer to live in a Muslim nation <laughs> and to criticize, um, religion than you, you think it is in a, in a Christian nation? Uh, to do the same thing. That's not the question that was asked at all. Uh, the question it was what I said, and you can still find it on Twitter, by the way. He got a bunch of his cronies to come on there and, you know, attack me and and try to act like I was, uh, I don't know, supporting radical Islam. Whenever you, um, as a minority, speak out and speak up for yourself and say something that isn't what they want you to say in this white atheist community, which is what it is, it's ruled by nasty kind of you know um, two-faced white people who basically will do anything they can to shit all over black people the first chance they get um, especially these people on twitter and uh, youtube and all these places the, these people are all white they have nothing for the black community they don't welcome the black community in any way whatsoever they're very nasty to black people like me uh, and they call me an idiot um, on there and so these are the these are the wonderful secular human humanists the the people who are you know supposed to be so cutting edge and so accepting and it's all bullshit of course and and that's why i said i hate groups and i hate what it does to people and of course this this you know punk tried to then apologize to me and act as if he didn't just say what he said which is that i'm i'm some kind of an idiot right and accuse me of uh I don't know, being supporting radical Islam or some nonsense, which I, I never did, and which most Muslims don't do. But he's assuming that because he's a secular humanist, and so, you know, he can just come along and say, well, peace, love, and harmony, and then, you know, everything's all better. Well, no, nothing's all better. I don't accept your apology. You were very rude to me. You know who you are. You know what you did. And um, you're a disgusting person for it, and you ruined my trust in the atheist community, and you should feel bad for it. Um, this is ridiculous. I don't understand why I have to be pounced upon by white people all the fucking time. It doesn't matter. Everywhere I go, everywhere I fucking go, it doesn't matter. But anyway, um, 
I got that off my chest. Uh, just, just you know, shocking that someone who's supposedly supposed to be, you know, so peaceful and so accepting of all different kinds would resort to that kind of uh, inflammatory language um, just because someone had a different opinion. Just, you know, like, just because, right? Uh, you, you didn't think like the, the white person in the room. And so you're a criminal. You're a criminal now because you have a different opinion. Well, let me tell you something, folks. A lot of this violence coming from Islam uh, and the radical Muslim world right now is because of the war on terrorism that you support so much. And that's been proven up and down, left and right, you know. Um, and I'll read it from Noam Chomsky. And, I, you know, I know you only like Noam Chomsky when he agrees with you, just like everyone else. Just like, you know, you only like people when they're when they're licking your ass. And, you know, I, neither me nor Noam, Noam Chomsky are interested. So I'm going to read you some Noam Chomsky about the situation in the Middle East and why you need to stop acting like it's only Muslims' fault and it's only the fault of Islam. You know, with your wonderful secular humanist acceptance. Give me a fucking break. All right. This is quoting Noam Chomsky. The evidence reviewed by political scientist Timo Kim Kimaka indicates that the protection wars fought by coalitions of the willing have become the main source of violence in the world, occasionally contributing over 50% of total conflict fatalities. Furthermore, in many of these cases, including Syria, as he reviews, there were opportunities for diplomatic settlement that were ignored. That has also been true in other horrific situations, including the Balkans in the early 1990s, the First Gulf War, and of course the Indochina Wars, the worst crime since World War II. In the case of Iraq, the question does not even arise. There surely are some lessons here. The general consequences of resorting to the sledgehammer against vulnerable societies come as little surprise. William Polk's carefully study of insurgencies, violent politics, should be essential reading for those who want to understand today's conflicts, and surely for planners, assuming that they care about human consequences and not merely power and domination. Polk reveals a pattern that has been replicated over and over. The invaders, perhaps professing the most benign motives, are naturally disliked by the population, who disobey them, at first in small ways eliciting a forceful response which increases opposition and support for resistance. The cycle of violence escalates until the invaders withdraw or gain their ends by something that may approach genocide. So, you screwed in this situation in the Middle East. You're screwed no matter what you do. It doesn't matter what your intentions are. It doesn't matter what you're trying to do. You think you're going to de-escalate something by going in there and performing some soft tactics. It doesn't work. It, the more tactics you implement, the more you fight these people, because they're now so radicalized, you just further radicalize them. Just, you just keep radicalizing them more and more and more, and it draws more and more attention to their movement. And you forget that the whole point of 9-11 was to draw attention to the Taliban to draw attention to Al-Qaeda to, to make it so that, guess what? Hey, this is the thing we're doing now. The more and more you're advertising it every day on TV and the news and, you know, in your, in your little articles and all this stuff, you're just advertising the war now. And you're advertising their cause because they're the ones that you're fighting with this huge sledgehammer. I mean, imagine you got these little rinky-dink, you know, people running around the desert. And here you are, some sophisticated, tough guy coming in, and you can't kill these people. You can't find these people. It takes you forever. So you, they're embarrassing you, number one. It's the same thing that happened in Vietnam. I mean, this, this is, it's, it's, it's preposterous.
These are the same mistakes being repeated over and over again. And this is what you're settling for. And so, you know, someone comes along and points it out. And what do you do? You freak out and you yell at the person who pointed it out. Well, guess what? That's not going to make the fucking problem go away. And it's also not going to make me shut up. I'll get louder the more you do that to me. Because your whole uh, false pretense of caring about the Middle East is a joke. You encourage all this shit. And, you know, you owe an apology to the people of Palestine and Israel, both, for escalating this to the point of where now, you know, the, the smallest little little thing happens. And, 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 you know, a lot of this happened because of uh, the unfortunate killing of a, of a mentally challenged Palestinian, which I'm sure many of you have forgotten about because, you know, there's coffee to, to drink. And booze to drink and, you know, you got to get your kids back in school and whatever. But there was a there was a man who was accidentally killed by and I believe the Israelis when they say this, I'm not blaming them for it. But 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 it's something that happened. And, and you know, this man died and he had the mind of a child because, you know, he ran across the border. He didn't know what he was doing. And so the whole thing was a mess. And obviously there are already tensions. And but. What is wrong with saying that the vast majority of these people are not bad? I don't understand. I don't understand. Both sides, really. Israel and Palestine. I don't think that, you know, <laughs> saying that is wrong. I, I, You know, it's funny. It's like when white people say it, it's fine, right? When white people say, well, let's all hold hands and get along, then it's fine. But as soon as a black person say, you pounce all over me, you're, you're ruining my name on Twitter, you got all your goons coming out at me trying to ruin my reputation, guess what? There's nothing else left. There's nothing else left to ruin. White people already took everything from me, okay? you ha Take the rest of it. Take the fucking Twitter feed. I won't come back on there. You can have your own boring, white, stupid conversations, all right? Is it enough yet? When is it enough? <laughs> what a joke. You're all a joke. I mean, I mean, I can't. It, it's sometimes, you know, it's a little too much. I, I got to be completely honest. I don't understand that. You jumping on people because they're trying to bring a little bit of civility, you know, into a conversation. And then when you're not civil, they're beating you over the head for not being civil. When does it end? When is it enough? When, when, when is it good? Is it ever good? Or are you just sitting there as your whole purpose as a secular humanist or whatever the fuck, a Christian, whatever the fuck you are, is your whole purpose just to shit on people who are different from you? Because that's what it seems like. And I really think that's what it is. And I think that's the only reason you have so many followers on Twitter in the first place is because you shit on people who fucking uh, disagree with you and you make me sick. That's all I got to say. All right, uh, for those of you who aren't assholes and who can listen to two sides of a story without wetting your fucking pants, have a good night. Um, you can uh, follow us at more underscore content PLS to see that conversation I talked about. Uh, you can also uh, find me at more content talk at YouTube. Um, uh, you can find us on TikTok as well as Instagram. All right, everyone, um, I hope you have a wonderful uh, day, evening, afternoon, siesta, whatever it may be. And remember, when life gets you down and when social media gets you down, you could always laugh at something else. You'll catch me on there that much more often, I'll tell you that much. All right, everyone, take it easy. <laughs>